everybody, and welcome back to Chapter Tactics, episode number 211. I am your host, Magic Use Fly, also known as Matt, and today uh, we are going to be going over the Sisters Codex, and joining me are your regular co-hosts here. We have Demeki. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, we got John P. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> and <laughs> we have uh, today, Bricky has come by to talk about Sisters as well. Y'all, how you doing, everybody? I hate all three <laughs> of you guys. And not only that, but we also have... Brandon Grant coming back onto Chapter Tactics. How you doing, man? It's good to be back, and thanks for having me. You broke see, the chain. Good. <laughs> see, see, this guy knows what's going on. At least he's not you guys. <laughs> you guys are all terrible. I hate you guys. No, I don't. I love you guys. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah. So we're gonna be talking about Sisters of Battle, their new Ninth Edition Codex. A lot of people haven't been talking about them because of the big bads of Drakari and Admech. And then the Sisters Codex came out and it kind of just like slipped under the cracks. No one's really talking about it. Um, a lot of people are saying that's more of a lateral move and it's kind of like the same. Uh, but I want to break it down, try to see what's going on here. We have a list that got into second place off of a recent GT that happened this weekend that we're going to break down. And yeah, we're just going to be prodding uh Ricky and uh, Brandon oh, about excellent. just prodding them. About, Please prod me. We're gonna thank you, <laughs> thank you. That's all I want. I just want to prod you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, before we do that, uh, we are still looking for a new version of the Chapter Tactics intro song. Uh, we had some uh, uh, entries earlier uh, last week. They sound great. Uh, if you guys can send in some more, if you guys still want to work on it. Uh, Feel free to send it over to the Twitter, twitter.com forward slash DiceCheckYT. Looking to uh, revamp the uh, Chapter Tactics intro for the Frontline Gaming Network. It would help out Val a lot. So if you guys like Val, help him out. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, uh, you, might, you, guys, uh, you guys might have your work forever embodied on Chapter Tactics. Now, what has happened with you guys in the last week of 40k now i know that bricky has just went to the dice hammer gt over in irvine i believe mm -hmm. about like a 10 minute drive right next to boomers irvine <laughs> i saw the mini golf and everything <laughs> oh dude wait wait <laughs> boomers oh like, like oh, yeah like yeah. family okay. fun center yeah, yeah. No, i fun thought center. it was like another place like in irvine called like boomers and that's where like old people live I mean, That's there are old people at Boomers sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, not this one. Okay, mm -hmm. it was right next to it at a bowling alley. Yeah, nice. And how did you do? Uh, I felt like I did great. The last tournament I went to was pre-COVID in Temecula, and I got dead last, like actually last <laughs> place out of like twenty people, uh, and I got eight eighth place out of thirty six, and Heck yeah. it felt pretty good. Heck yeah, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. And who did you bring? I brought Sisters Adeptus Rortus. Who would have guessed? Nice. That's nice. A, what a great topic. You want to talk about them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. good. Well, uh, what about you, Brandon? How, how's, uh, how's the uh, tournament scene been working out for you? Well, I've got a tournament coming up next month called Hammer of Wrath up here in Los Angeles. And I'm getting ready for that with some of the new models from the uh, updated codex that either are in the mail or in the process of being magnetized. Ooh. Nice. Oh, okay. All right. All right. What, what are you getting, uh, what are you getting, uh, worked on? Uh, Sacrosanths and Paragons are what I have my hands on now. And I'm waiting on more Vinval. 
Ooh, Morvan Vol. Ricky, have you even got Morvan Vol yet? I have not got Morvan Vol or the Sacristans. <laughs> I would love both, but they're not there. Dude, just live vicariously through uh, Brandon, and then you're fine. Yeah, Brandon, you want to swap models? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I assumed. <laughs> Dude, it's so hard to get them, apparently. Uh, apparently, GW, well, saying GW has shipping problems can is a common thing, but apparently, particularly a lot of the ones coming out of the UK have been very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the UK, they're mostly fine on, on supplies, but in America, the sister stuff specifically is a lot harder to get. Gotcha. All right, all right. What about you, Demeki? How have you been doing? Uh, I'm first place in our league right now. That's that's nice. That feels pretty good. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. With with the Death Guard, um, I I went full tool and I and I brought three Plague Burst Crawlers and Mortarian to oh, almost yeah. all my matches. <laughs> Just beat on people. Yeah, did. It's yeah. pretty fun. It's yeah, all right. It you'll fun. you'll be going up in your pod very shortly, and you'll have a harder time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be Maybe. fighting off like the 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 real Drakari and Admech. Well, so so that's the thing for the next pod uh, or the next league, which is gonna be in like two weeks. I'm actually switching to Drakari. Oh, you are. Yeah, I'm gonna switch to Drakari. Why? Because I have Drakari and I want to play them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect you if you bring both your Void Raven bombers. I, I might, I might, bring, because bring you know you one. change the list. Bring at least so. one Void Raven bomber. Oh, yeah. Well, they need redemption from when they played Sisters and did nothing. Back when I used Storm of Retribution. Yeah, yeah. A now dead stratagem mm-hmm. to get 36-inch range multi-melt in one tap. Yeah. Planes. <laughs> Brandon, do you miss Storm of Retribution? It still exists. Now it just ignores cover all the time. Which, yeah, it, it's a baked-in rule for the Retributors where when they fire, they ignore cover, which, you know... It's, it's literally just them changing the word, the giving it a new thing, a new name because, or an old name. Mm-hmm. The Storm of Retribution being gone, I am very okay with. Yeah. Did you think that Storm of Retribution was a little bit broken, Brandon? I thought it was probably too good to add 12 inches to multi multis And plus one damage. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I liked it a little bit for the reroll wounds on Heavy Flamers. Uh, because I liked running Heavy Flamers with Evan Chalice back in the prior, prior Codex. But, yeah, that was a ridiculously strong strategy. Yeah, it just made it hard for Games Workshop to points melt as effectively because Retributors were just so much better with, with them than everything else. Mm-hmm. Combine that with Strategic Reserves, Rhinos. Yeah, I'm glad it's dead. I'm pretty sure everyone's glad it's dead. <laughs> everyone's pretty happy about it. Definitely glad it's yeah. dead. Uh, what about you, John P.? Yeah, uh, so I'm in the same league as Demeki and Matt for that uh, for Addies, our local or our, our local LGS, our LGS. Um, sorry, there there is something vibrating on the table. It was not me. I think that may have been you, Matt. Okay, all right, I'll continue. Um, but yeah, currently I am two and two. Uh, last match is against some guy that plays Tyranids named Matt. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, true. Coming this Saturday, actually, on Dice Check. Um, but yeah, Matt and I are gonna be playing our last match. Um, the Saturday on stream, so you guys can look forward to Space Wolves versus Nids action. Cl- the classic, classic, matchup. classic matchup. Yeah, classic. and then um, as Demeki mentioned, he's uh, joined the s- upcoming summer league. He's gonna be playing Jakari. I'm also gonna be joining that summer league and switching armies to Admech because why not? I have th- just like him. I, I have the army and I want to play it. So mm-hmm. plus um, the terrain at our LGS is not very. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna take advantage. You're gonna exploit yeah. it. Is that what's happening? Possibly. It's, it's very shooter yeah. friendly. Yeah, it's very shooty friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, as a turn player, I can feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel it on many levels. Um, 
Uh, as for me, uh, I played like two games last week for the league, and I think that was it. I got I, I went up against Jakari in a in a hole two overrun game. Oof. That was awful. Yeah. It was terrible. I like auto lost that game. It was really bad. Um, and then I went up against Grey Knights, and then we tied, and that's been it so far. I have to play my last two games of the league this week. Uh, but you know what? You know what I've learned. Terrain really matters a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <is> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I recall correctly, Brandon and um and uh, one of the tournaments that you played, uh, I think it was with the Eighth Edition Sisters. You were playing at a GT where the terrain wasn't that great. Am I correct in that? It was mixed. So sometimes the terrain was good, and sometimes it was uh, sparse. Yeah. How how does it feel like going into a, a GT with like? kind of sparse looking terrain is it, does it like does it tickle you a little bit does it like give you the jitters there's been some times where i've walked up to a table with my opponent and said well um whoever goes first we can pretty much go home after that <laughs> wow. yeah yep. yeah that's how that's how that's really it, it really yeah. is it's very important <laughs> yeah I, I i just don't get why most uh tournament events or even leagues just don't use the wtc packet well, I, I, well, WTC is more for like team events and stuff. So, like, it's, it's I mean, you could still use that baseline. packet though. Yeah. yeah, it's a good baseline. Yeah. Um, well, and then the, also the train at the Dice Hammer tournament was very much built into like a WTC thing. Yeah, lots mm-hmm. of lots of L's, tons of forests. It was actually pretty fantastic. Um, and I and definitely I could see the use for it because a lot of people were running double Volkite Contemptors, things of that mm-hmm. nature, and it was wonderful to have my Repentia, Exorcist, etc behind cover and not mm-hmm. get one tapped. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways. All right. <laughs> okay. I was going to talk about the last game I had. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah go for it, man. Yeah. The last uh, last game I had, it was against uh, Grey Knights. The table we played was, it was an island themed. So uh, there's absolutely no buildings. Everything was like a tree. <laughs> so it was like technically everything was, uh, should have been like dense forest. But uh, uh, me and him just agreed to just like, pick specific ones to be obscuring. And if it wasn't that way, I would have gotten shot off the board. Yeah. <laughs> so It's like at that point, because you're playing Grey Knights, right? Yeah. Like, it's like at that point, why even use Astral Aim? Like yeah, it's yeah just, you didn't even you need, need that ability, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, it sucks. <laughs> It's okay. You'll yeah. you'll you'll just you'll just lose on Saturday and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. easy. <laughs> and then I go to pot 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, Bricky. Yes, sir. I believe that you have a fun fact for us about sisters. So, uh, a fun fact if for... You, you need to talk to Oh, I'm, I need to be closer. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry, these, I'm not used to these. Yeah. A fun fact, uh, because you do fun facts every time, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, a fun fact about sisters. A lot of people wonder, why is their hair all white? Uh, it's actually not required. It is something they can choose to if they want. Celestine, in fact, has black hair. Uh, however, way back in their lore, when they confronted... Uh, do- it's called the Doge Van Dyer. <laughs> um, so during the reign of blood with Doge Van Dyer, uh, the head leader of the sisters was once called the Brides of the Emperor, was sent into the Emperor's throne room to be st- uh, spoken to, along with the custodians, about why the Doge Van Dyer was the worst human imaginable. And when she went into the Emperor's throne room itself, we don't know what happened, but she entered with black hair, and she left with her hair bleached white. And so it is to honor her memory because she is very dead, as is most of the sisters' characters because martyrdom is kind of their thing. So, yeah, because the emperor's horrible psychic presence and her hair was completely bleached white, 
because originally she's like, I'm not going to kill Gauche Van Dyer. He's our leader. And then he, she went in the throne room and she came out, hair white, like, all right, girls, new plan. He's <laughs> the worst thing ever. I'm going to go kill him. <laughs> oh, wow. And then so she did. Extra details to fill in. Ooh. That please. was uh, okay. yes. St. Catherine, who was the founder of Order of Our Martyred Lady. And they named themselves Martyred Lady after she died. And that was when only Martyred Lady dyes their hair white in her memory. So if you're a different order, don't bother painting their hair white unless you like it. Well, some uh, some of the other orders paint their hair white in uh, for Dominica. Like Evan Charles still has white hair and such, but Ooh. the Catherine is like, well, I think I think Order of Lady they all have it white, right? Because of the you Catherine thing. Yeah, um, I think all of the sisters, the the main six, um, it was uh, Mina, Lucia, uh, Dominica, Catherine, and then two more. I Arabella. Oh, I forgot the last one. But all normal yeah. humans who became saints once they passed. Yes, yes, all the all the uh, the matriarchs, the six matriarchs. Uh, it was really they were really cool. They all they're all dead. Um, one of them is in a coffin dance you can take on a tabletop. Oh, the triumph, the, the triumph. triumph of Saint Catherine. Mm. It sounds like a cult. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, that's like all the cult. Imperium is. That's a giant cult. Yeah, yeah. The, the sisters of battle are probably. The most creepy of them all, unless you want to. Admex pretty creepy, but yeah, yeah. Boop. <laughs> Praise the <laughs> Thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's the did you know for this week? Uh, we do that every single week where we just talk about lore just for a little bit uh, before we delve into the main topic here, which we are about to do. However, this show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40k games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40K events in the industry. They also have the largest 40K podcasting network in the business with shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, which you're listening to right now, 40K Game Changers, 40K Stat Center, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That's FrontlineGaming.org, or you can click on the link of the description of this podcast on all the social media goodies. Now that we have all of the upkeep out of the way. Let's delve into this topic. Uh, I have a little pre-kicker here to tell you guys. Uh, so if you guys want to just, you know, close your eyes. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. And listen to my supple voice as I uh, go over this topic for you guys. The New Sisters Codex was released, but no one's talking about it. Is it even any good? Is there anything in it that's going to shake up the meta? Do they have answers to the big bads of Admech and Drakari? How can players utilize the Sisters Codex now with their ninth edition changes? And I think that a good uh, intro for this topic is asking these two lovely gentlemen how the ninth edition codex stacks up against the eighth edition codex. And you know, we'll, we'll just keep an open floor with everybody to see uh, what your guys' opinions are on that before we dive into this uh, list from, I believe it's from Jack... Uh, harpster. So you got it. Well, Brandon, uh, you are most definitely the uh, better player than me. Uh, I, while I may have played more games of ninth with the new codex, you uh, win and play a lot more tournaments than me. So, do you want to talk a little bit about your thoughts uh, than swapping over? Because I'm of the opinion that it was a bit of a more like a side grade because sisters were already a very good army, but uh, I'd like to hear what you think, particularly. If anything. Uh, there's quite a few of the new units that seem to have missed the mark for me. I'm thinking of things like the Castigator Battle Tank, Oof. 
things like the changes to the exorcist. Oh, that one's bad. Things, Most vehicles. Things, yeah. things like Paragon war suits. Uh, even though Dogmata was kind of just okay. Mm-hmm. I'm actually um, of the opinion that Dogmata is quite good, but I, I'm like 75% of hundred for you so far. Everything you've listed have been seem quite poor. Yeah. And then, um, the new lady with the banner, no one remembers uh, her name because outside of crusade, her rules are just not very good. Astea Thurga and Agatha Dolan. I believe yeah. The name. Yeah. No one cares about her. No one, <laughs> no one does care about her, but those are, Oh, also the changes to units that did exist that nerfed them quite a bit. So you can't just push three units of Repentia and three units of Retributors across the table and expect to win. Mm-hmm. Which... Uh, Retributors don't have 36-inch range Melthas anymore. They take penalties for moving and firing heavy weapons. Um, you have Repentia that lost their advance and charge unless they start the command phase next to a Repentia superior who's a 40-point character. Um you get fewer miracle dice now than oh, you used to before yeah, I yes, finished the games with handfuls of them. Now they're rarer. Um, miracle dice are only if you're pure sisters. So if you have any allies, you don't get miracles at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of changes where I went, oof. Yeah, this, this is unpleasant. Agreed. Um, but there are a few shining parts of the codex that really stood out. And let's bring up a few of them by going over Jack Harpster's list. So uh, I agree. That's a good the idea. Th- the three uh, orders now that are the most popular are still Bloody Rose, even though it was slightly nerfed, but also uh, Argent Shroud and Eben Chalice. Argent Shroud for the ability to advance and still shoot weapons as if you didn't move, which is pretty great. And also a free reroll to hit or wound for each unit pretty great especially if it's a single multi melta in your unit and then um for ebb and chalice they have a bunch of abilities the noteworthy ones are the ability to discard a miracle dice to make another miracle dice a six combined with their strat to for one cp make flamers do three flat mortal wounds if you roll enough four ups which is basically anything that you carries flamers yeah, yeah. so it's basically point at something, do three mortal wounds if you have more than two flamers in the in the. Do you have score. two or more flamers? Deal three mortals. Basically, oh, basically, yes. Sorry, I keep thinking with the mic. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. So to go into Jack's list, um, it's a bit of a toolbox list, and it's trying to focus on not creating a Death Star because sisters don't do Death Stars very well. Even if you're uh, Valorous Heart and you have ignores AP one, reduce AP two by one your units aren't really that resilient because you're still T3 one-wound models at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, they really they nerfed the ability to easily have access to your four-up invul save from Shield of Faith, which also oh yeah. makes the Death Star even less profitable. So you can still get four-up invuls with Sacrosons, but oh, well, yeah, they come with the base. all across your whole army. Not anymore. Uh, you can get the four-up invul from Shield of Faith I- entirely on one unit, combining Indomitable Belief and the Litany of Enduring Faith, which I guess also the angelic visage of Seraphim and Zephyrim can get you that too, yeah. but it's not. So you can still get a lot of it, but it's yeah. a lot of work. And it's not this fat brick of four up in full, like ignore AP minus one, two, six up, feel no pain sisters anymore that you could get. Yeah. So Which is good. They're not going to form a Death Star anytime soon. Agreed. Now, 
that means you're playing movement 40k where you're trying to hide units from enemies until they're revealed you're trying to outmaneuver your opponent you're trying to expose certain units just to delete something from your opponent's list and trade well so it's a very tactical back and forth game kind of the way 40k is meant to be played so to get into the list uh, jack started with an inquisitor in a patrol of bloody rose and the inquisitor is ordo malleus and has the one cp get a warlord trait and a relic so his warlord trait is he can cast two powers and he knows two powers plus smite so his powers are ignore overwatch and i can't believe it's not smite uh, which is an 18-inch smite that you pick a unit. It's not just the closest, and if you roll 3d6 over their leadership, then they take d3 mortals. So that character is cool for providing mortal wounds in the psychic phase, which sisters don't normally get access to. So if you're facing Catan, for example, or Gazgul, where they can only take so many wounds per phase, it's pretty nice to be able to put out mortals when you couldn't normally. And then Terrify is nice, because again, sisters are squishy, and being able to ignore Overwatch on, say, an Admech Blob is pretty powerful. Yes, yeah, so Admech uh, that, Blob, robots, something of that nature. Flamers especially. Tau. Yeah, so. yeah Tau in general. Would be, yes. I mean, granted, we have to deal with all the other Tau, but if you're fighting Tau at this current moment, I think you're pretty okay. Unless yeah. you're just going full melee. What, uh, just remember that with Tau and Salamanders, just because the unit you're charging can't Overwatch doesn't mean their friends can't. Very good. Is there is there a way for sisters to get obsec outside of troops? Uh, the dogmata. Yes. The dogmata. Is that what that's for? We'll because I see that. that this is on. Oh, okay. Well, there's well, one in this list. We're skipping. Stay, uh, I don't want to stay too so, far into going through the entire list because we'll be on this list for like a good thirty minutes if that's the case. I, I know, but it's so good. So <laughs> yeah. Morvin, Morvin Vol is one of the highlights. That sisters got a big boost. She's the new supreme commander of the sisters of battle, and is in a paragon war suit. And yeah, she hits really hard in melee and she shoots pretty okay. But her big deal is that she picks a unit in the command phase within six inches. So it can't be a unit that's starting the turn in a rhino or is coming in from reserve. And she gives them full rerolls to hit and wound. And it's not order dependent. So if you need a unit to really shoot hard, you can just soup them up and then expose them and delete something. Or if you need somebody to charge in and delete something, same idea. And on Sisters, a lot of their attacks are not that strong, so giving them full rerolls is a huge boost. So Val is very good. And then there's a Battle Sister squad of five with no upgrades. Two times eight Repentia, a Repentia Superior, five Zephyrim, and then five Rets with four Multimeltas and two Cherubs. Interesting uh, choice to not take a Zephyrim Pendant on the Zephyrim squad. I know. Uh, but, I, I found that one interesting, especially because you there's a couple other things in here that I think could have been dropped for it. But when you look at the math, Zephyrim are one of the units that benefit most from Vol. They have a bunch of strength four power sword attacks, and they have three attacks plus one for charging. Um, so, and if they're getting the Dogmata's Litany for bonus attack, that's 21, no, 26 attacks from five models with full rerolls to hit and wound and exploding sixes to hit if you're doing it right. So that unit alone will pretty much neuter an admech blob, even through two-up armor, ignore AP2, and five-up invul. It's crazy. So I really like that unit. Uh, agreed. I'm just surprised that there's no pendant. Reroll charges is very nice. Agreed. Now, uh, we get into Evan Chalice is his second attachment, and 
Evan Chalice is really cool for the reasons we talked about with the mortal wounds and the convert two miracle dice into a six. Uh, but he brought Celestine, and Celestine is bonkers now. She's actually a melee <laughs> powerhouse. She doesn't buff anyone anymore. She just murders them. Mm-hmm. And uh, her Mind combined with Vol is also interesting, because on sixes to hit, her attacks turn into mortal wounds. So you can just straight up use the Morven Vol buff on Celestine and then take all your hits that aren't sixes and re-roll them to try and fish for more sixes. And if you get lucky, she'll just pick a unit up off the board before they even get a save. Not to mention the uh, fact that she now has an eight deep strike and a six inch heroic intervention to make a giant like yeah. no go here so zone. Celestine is gross compared with the next unit, which are the Sacrosants. They have the bodyguard rule, and there are ten of them in this list. Uh, they have two up armor, four up invul, and then they have strength six, AP three, damage one attacks. Their whole purpose, though, is if they're within three inches of a character, that character cannot be shot. Period. So Celestine has two little attendants that run around with her. So you can space them out in a two inch Congo line, as long as one of them's within three inches of the Sacrosant unit that's out of line of sight. And your character can six inch heroic intervene on anything that goes near them. So you can pretty much hold an objective and be immune to shooting with this combo. It's very, very strong and worth mentioning. Uh, So next we've got the Dogmata in this list and in Jack Harpster put the, um, extra warlord trait on her because Vol has to be your warlord of terrible knowledge which is the Evan Chalice warlord trait which is really good it gives you an auto six for your first miracle dice and you regen CP when you use them on a five plus they also took the must-have relic the sigil ecclesiasticus for the extra uh, hymn of the uh, hymn of battle both to knowledge and cast yes uh, so I do wonder, and I don't know if you can put some insight on this, because they took Litany of Enduring Faith, which is the classic plus one to your Shield of Faith invul save, but they yes. also took Verse of Holy Piety for an additional sacred rite. Do you know why they took that? Because Retributors with Heavy Flamers are pretty cool when sixes to wound or a bonus AP. I would agree, though I would wonder if he wouldn't already be taking that as his tech for Evan Chalice in general. The passion on in which one case. And then- Divine. Putting um, something on the sacrosants that they don't already have would be pretty cool. Plus one or charge. putting the bolter litany, or not the not the bolter litany, but the um, deny psychic powers one if you're versus psychers. It's just a really technical choice of I have another tool in my toolbox. What do I need right now? Yeah, I suppose the options are nice. I, I could I could always wonder if perhaps the catechism of repugnance for the bolter one would be better. That would have been the one I take. Yeah, but I kind of actually was considering doing the refrain of blazing piety for the D three mortal wound one, just simply because the extra smite again, the extra smite again to go with the inquisitor. You can also use it in any phase with the strat as long as you haven't done any other litanies. That was the other thought I had. Yeah, if you weren't taking the psyker already, I think it's a valid choice to take the blazing piety on a caster, so that out of phase or maybe in addition to you can do do it at the end of the movement phase for example so during the movement phase you did mortal wounds during the psychic phase you did wounds during the shooting phase you did wounds and the combat phase you did wounds so you're spacing the wounds out so those models that can only take so much damage per phase still go down in one turn it literally states any phase to if you wanted to blast someone with this in the morale phase by god go to town why not uh, um pretty fun anyway fast tech and to your point, Bricky, the Dogmata gives obsec to a unit within six inches of them during your command phase. 
So that's right. important to note. It's at the beginning of your command phase that it goes on. So if you want to hold an objective, the dogmata has to be in range of the unit at the start of your turn to hold it because that's when the objectives are scored. But to deny an enemy unit an objective using obsec doesn't matter because you're going to use it at the start of your turn. The unit will then move on the objective and obsec it away. Uh, well, I'm sorry. You, do you score at the end of your command phase? You um, score at the beginning, correct? Yeah, it wears off and then you reapply it. So when you go to score the objective, it's worn off and then the dogmata applies it again. Okay, I was wondering if perhaps you would not have an objective, and then when it's your turn for the command phase, you would give them obsec and then take it. Would you then get the points? Or Correct. Close? You would. You would. So the dogmata has to be in range to keep the objective, but the dogmata does not have to be in range to deny the objective. How interesting. So if somebody is tempted to deny you of an objective with an obsec unit, you could, and you happen to have the dogmata there, you could slap it on there in your command phase and therefore gain the primary points of that turn. As long as you had more. Yeah, as long as you yes. had more, yeah. That is surprisingly, I, I did not know that. I didn't know about the the scoring sequencing. Yep, Damn keep it, that in I mind. Could, I could have used that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we come to the really cool parts of Evan Chalice. So everything else is, if you understand the command phase, you can use all these buffs. It's really technical compared to the 8th edition codex. We get into the bread and butter of the list, which are two squads of Dominions with Storm Bolters and two squads of Rets with Flamers and Cherubs. So the Dominions and two and Rhinos, Rets which should and be important. The Rhinos, thank you, Bricky, all can start together and pregame move six inches and then disembark and attack if they feel like it. And uh, for two CP, you can make all the Flamers in one unit hit the maximum number of times. Which does, so by stated for the phase, includes the cherubs that they would reload with. Correct. Yeah. So you can get, in this case, because he's got four heavy flamers and a hand flamer, 42 flamer hits on a unit. And the sisters' flamers are all plus one strength versus their other imperial counterparts. So you have strength four hand flamers and you have strength six heavy flamers. So uh, especially if that unit didn't start in a rhino, like, say, the Bloody Rose Retributors with Meltas, um, these retributor units can put out a ridiculous amount of pain if Vol is giving them full rerolls. So this is not a list where you want to be on planet bowling ball and go second because it will just destroy all your critical units turn one. Which is because very of the scout fun. moves and balls. Um, but on top of that, he's also got two squads of five Seraphim, and the Seraphim uh, they can also use the one CP Ebon Chalice ability because they have hand flamers for mortal wounds and they can come in from reserve and do it. And then their strat is in the end of the movement phase. One of them per turn can shoot out of sequence with their hand flamers. So they're really great at coming in and shooting twice for it on average, 28 flamer hits at strength four from reserve, which is pretty great. So um, a slight caveat to that is that the Evan Chalice stratagem is specifically stayed in the shooting phase. So you can't double correct. up on it, uh, but still, I mean, I'm, I'm two things. I like that Games Workshop has made the rules more clean so you can't abuse them out of sequence like that because it would it would be really, really too good with Seraphim if you could do it in the movement phase. Um, and then Dominions also have their own Mortal Wound strat with the Bolters. Oh, God. So uh, Storm Jesus. Bolters for a CP bolt. can do up to six Mortal Wounds Jeez. in the shooting phase. If you roll a six to wound with a Storm Bolter, it doesn't do its normal damage. Instead, it converts to Mortals up to six wounds per unit that does it actually so, so, it's, it's actually a six to hit and then the attack oh even better ends. yes yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So how much mortal wounds because can this list like actually produce? A lot. Like, it's a little CP heavy, but a mm. lot. Um, yeah, I, if, if I'm you not have mistaken, the CP, you can just start taking shit down real fast. Like Morty is actually going to worry about getting cut in half, and based on the number of mortals in this list. Because you in the, in like let's say in turn one, if you have the range and all that, the Inquisitor puts out two D three mortals between Smite and Castigation, if yeah. need be. Yeah. Uh, then you combine that with six mortals from the Stormbolters, mm -hmm. and then three mortals from the Flamers. And then if we decide this list didn't happen, but if we wanted, to, uh, like me and Rand mentioned, that we liked the refrain of uh, Blazing Piety, the hymn, that's another D3 mortals. Uh, and it's and then it's just at that point, but he didn't take any blessings of the faithful. Oh, well, he doesn't have a canon S or anything. No. Um, no and, canon and, and then, you know, after that point, Morvan can do mortals in the melee phase. Celestine can do mortals in melee. It's actually yep. it's a lot surprisingly of lot amount of. Uh, that's the one big thing I've noticed in this new codex is that your opportunities for mortal wounds is significantly higher than it used to be. Mm. And that's going to be good On against like almost anything, especially against like things like Admech, things like Jagari, like especially Admech, especially with like you know the Lucius like two up whatever. That's you know, Death Guard. Yeah, Death Guard. It's going to be really great against that. So they definitely have an answer for these big bads, like, with Admech and everything. And then it's really interesting that, it like, they're using the Dogmata as a way to just keep OPSEC, but, like, they even though they only have, like, one troop selection, they're using the Dogmata in order to, like, kind of trade. Like, th this entire list feels like that. You're just, like, kind of trading stuff most mm -hmm. of the time. Yep. Yeah. It feels and whatever unit you happen to have left, it's OPSEC as long as the Dogmata is next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels rather interesting because if you take a look at this list, it has obviously got a really front-heavy load with the double Dominion Rhino Retributor combo, but it also feels like this never-ending like battering. You're gonna get hit mm. really hard with all these mortals, storm bolters, heavy flamers, and then once that's done and the enemy recovers a little bit, then the Repentia have arrived and more Seraphim have arrived. Yeah. And then Celestine's coming in and causing problems. Then if you survive that, then you got even more. The Sacrosins are here. Like it's just this never ending bombardment. How many how many models are in this list? Actually quite a it, few. It's actually, let's see, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. See, it's about 70, 70 models. 70 models. It's, wow. It's a lot. This is very heavy into the uh into the infantry. And, and it's not even that uh, abnormal. And sisters yeah. aren't a horde? No, not supposed to be a horde. <laughs> not supposed to be a horde. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are ordinary humans, so their stat line is pretty basic, which mm -hmm. allows them to be fairly cheap. Mm -hmm. so but then their heroes so show much. up, and their heroes are just gods. Bonkers. Yeah, more, like more Celestine. Of an, new Celestine is terrifying. Morven mm. Vol is, is pretty ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Morven Vol's warlord trait is, in melee, she will reroll everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she has a once per game fight twice. Oh, it's so good. And she <laughs> halves damage to herself. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty scary. It's it's, it's a scary model. <laughs> this is actually a horrifying list. I, I wish mm -hmm. I had the. I wish I had enough heavy flamers to do it myself. But to actually do it, alas. But I I know that Brandon, you were looking at this list and you were saying that you already know ways that you would tweak it for yourself. And what what are what are the ways that you would tweak it and why? Um. One of the things we're going to get into, I guess I can get into it now, is scoring secondaries. So when you're looking at the sisters' secondaries specifically, um, I think the Shadow Operations is and Battlefield Supremacy, the core rulebook already has pretty solid objectives in those categories when it comes to be in parts of the board and yeah, perform yeah. actions. Yeah. 
but purge the enemy tends to be really difficult mm -hmm. and no mercy, no respite, same category. Your opponent's not necessarily going to give you anything to do in those categories. And uh, the no mercy, no respite for sisters is perform tons of miracles. Oh, and unless you're Sacred oh, yeah. Rose yeah. or Order of a Martyred Lady, pretty much no, you're not going to be doing it because mm. it's not going to give you enough points. Oh, but we'll talk about Sacred Rose enemy, soon. <laughs> the Purge the Enemy for Sisters is destroy units with Bolters, Flamers, and Meltas. Can, can, so, can, can you explain that one? I'm sorry, because that sounds so like ridiculous. That, so, so that is, is uh, basically every, in your shooting phase, uh -huh. uh, you gain one point if you kill an enemy with a Bolter, Flamer, or Melta. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, so if you kill one with a bolter, or like if you kill like five with bolters, you still only get the one point. Yeah. But the idea is that you want to tech into the multiple kinds of weaponry. So if you happen to kill a unit with a bolter, a unit with a flamer, and a unit with a melta, you will get three points. And then actually, I think you get an additional if you do all three. You get a bonus point oh, if you okay. do all three. Yeah. Okay. And there's no maximum to it. So generally, you're trying to go for two and then get a turn or two where you get three, which is then four points. So you get pretty close to 12 to 15 points. Yeah, yeah, pretty reliably. The just only killing enemy units. Yeah, yeah. The only issue is that there's nothing entirely based into killing stuff with melee. Uh, but at that point, I mean, this this list, with the exception of the fact that they're a little low on meltas, you're going to be scoring points probably pretty so, reliably. Mm -hmm. Also, realize that this list lost to knights. Did it um, really? Yes, that was the list it lost to. It was a double knight Megara list, and it happens um, to be low on meltas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my my suggestion is to take the two times five reds with four heavy flamers, and make those squads three heavy flamers, one multi melta. Mm, just a little and bit of extra because tech. they still have the cherubs, unless you're at the LSO, which is ruled that you can only use one cherub for shooting phase, which I That's vehemently dumb. disagree with. Agreed. Mm. Um, but it's their tournament; they can run whatever they'd like. Um, when you have one multi melta and you can use two Sherebs, that means if you are facing the double Knight Majera list, you can shoot out six multi-meltas, and because you already have the Flamers in the army or the on, on the unit, and you keep a, a Bolter equivalent on the Superior, you can unlock Holy Trinity. So you can still buff the Meltas to have plus one to wound, and the Flamers with plus one to wound, and oh shoot, did you have the Vol buff as well? Uh, you're going to kill whatever you're shooting. So just that tiny tweak to add a Melta to those Ret units, I think makes a difference. Uh, in ca um, in yeah. case those listening don't know, the Holy Trinity stratagem is one CP. If you fire at a unit, uh, and the unit you have contains a Bolter, a Melta, and a Flamer, and they all attack one unit, you gain plus one to wound. Yeah. Was was that the same way that it was in Ace? It's the same. It's the same? Yeah. yeah. It's a very good one, but and I like it a lot because not only is it fluffy, but you are forced to tech into it in order to gain it. Yeah. Uh, but particularly with... Retributors, uh, often if you are running like a quad multi-melta, they'll put on a combi flamer on the superior because mm. that's bolter flamer. You have the melta. So you're still getting it. You're still getting it. Yeah, you're you're wounding. And the, flame, the combi flamer is a bolter and a flamer. Yes. And you're wounding T7 on twos. Yeah. With Although your rules as written, <laughs> because the combi flamer is a flamer weapon, people are saying that if you had four meltas and a combi flamer at 24 inches, you can use Holy Trinity. Huh. I don't like that, but I, I get uh, the, that's the raw type idea. That's the raw. Yes. Yeah. And raw it's is raw. terrible. <laughs> if you're doing that to your opponent, I want to slap you. So don't do it. <laughs> but I'm hoping there's an FAQ for that when the next FAQ comes out that says the flamer profile has to be in range. Mm -hmm. Not just the weapon. Not just the weapon. Yeah. Agree. 
that would be that would be kind of kind of gross. Uh, so is that the only thing that you would change was just one Melta? I dropped I also the Inquisitor. an extra unit of Zephyrim because I feel like flinging five Zephyrim that murder almost everything in the game with a Vol buff in two turns is way better than doing it once. But mm-hmm. I also respect the commitment to the Repentia because he's purchased the Repentia Superior and moving things around to find the points for the extra unit of Zephyrim might not work. Okay, that's right. fair. But otherwise... I would have no problem just taking this list out of the box and playing it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bricky? I dropped the Inquisitor personally. Um, I, I would I would uh, use I would tech into the refrain of Blazing Piety uh, as instead for my out of sequence damage in case I have to deal with like a Catan or something. Um, and I would probably I take the Inquisitor out. I think I'd, I'd go with him. I would either take an additional squad of Zephyrim or I would just increase the size of the squad and mm-hmm. most likely take Pendant for reroll charges. Um, I like. I really like the idea of the multi meltas on the retributors. Personally, um, you know, you know me. I don't tend to play lists like this that are really like. I don't want to say lopsided, but they're very teching into this this very specific idea. I kind of like my yeah. my jack of all trades lists. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, this list kind of feels like a jack of all trades list. It, it kind of does has, everything. It does, but I like. You know, in my list, I would run some penitent engines. And then maybe I, I'd take some uh, some different character support, uh, twenty woman sister squad, mm-hmm. maybe a uh, maybe well, a squad of arco flagellants. You're you saying know. that this list feels uh, looks a little bit too spammy for you? Is that L- what a little it is? too spammy, yeah. yeah. But that, that that's but it, a personal thing. It doesn't yeah. change the effectiveness of the list whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, like in a competitive sense, you know, you want to spam the most efficient yes. units that you possibly have, right? So and he is it, it definitely sense. doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about the list of Mackie and Jumpy? Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to beat it right now, especially with Death Guard, because uh, I mean I mean there's there's a lot of Mortal Wound uh, output, and I know Death Guard wise, uh, a lot of people are not bringing Morty as much. They're bringing way more Death Shroud Terminators. Mm-hmm. So I know um, a solution for Death Shroud. It's called Mortal Wounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mortal, mortal Wounds will yeah. do it. Um, but I mean, even if you didn't get the Mortal Wounds off. Right, mm-hmm. you're you're still having like how how do you get the do you get any additional minus AP? Uh, divine guidance would be extra AP on sixes in the shooting phase on wounds. Is it is it one or is it Just two plus, or four? It's, it's plus one. Okay, because like a death yeah. terminator has two has a two up armor save and then a four up imbol. So. Right. So so that thing of heavy flamers would take your our strength six minus one flamers into strength six minus two on sixes to wound. Right. Which with what was it, forty something shots would be mm-hmm. pretty painful against the death shroud. Yeah. It should knock yeah, out the squad. It'd be something like um if you have the vol buff, pretty much thirty two wounds, of which maybe six of them are AP two and the rest are AP one. Plus three mortals. I was about to say plus just yeah. in there. one dead death shroud yeah. because one CP. Yeah, yeah, mortals mortals don't take effect until all damage is dealt. Yeah, and, and then not to mention that blessed bolts does six mortals, so that's two more dead death shroud. Mm. Uh, Vol's weapon is flat three damage. Mm-hmm. So oh no, oh, sorry, Celestine. death guard. Forgot about death guard. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Celestine's mortals. Point point <laughs> being, it's gonna hurt really. Yeah, bad. yeah, it's gonna hurt. Uh, I mean, but like that that that's kind of how I'm analyzing the list right now. I mean, because mm. like. Personally, if I was going to take Death Guard in in seeing a list like this and preparing for like a sisters match, I would probably bring some Blight. Uh, I would bring Blight Lord Terminators with also Death Trial Terminators, and then three Plague Burst Crawlers, and then hope that my Blight Lords can shoot the sisters off. 
Yeah, but that that that's that's against this specific list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying yeah. in general because yeah. like that could also fit an all comers list because that that's how I'm kind of figuring yeah, out how to deal with Jukari as, yeah. as well. Yeah, there's still T3 so. and stuff, so it have the same profile as Jukari yeah. and Admec. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jumpy? What do you think, Jumpy? Dude. I, I'm just very impressed with the Zephyrim squad. Yeah. yeah. 85 points for these things? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, 85 the... for the ability to delete yeah. 20 super buff Death Star Admech infantry. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like they get three attacks, four if they're in Bloody Rose, uh, strength four, minus four AP, one damage. That's wow. You know, back, back <laughs> in 12 the 12 inch move also. Yeah. Back in the day, or in the prior codex, they actually naturally re rolled all wounds. Um, but they only had two attacks, mm-hmm. and so they removed that. I gave them an attack, and then lowered them by I think like two points. Yeah, are, are the Zephyrims are the ones that drop down, right? Those Fly, are the, the flying, flying ones. Dudes, the flying yeah. ones. Yeah, wasn't it um, like towards the end of like eighth edition? Weren't people bringing more of Zephyrims anyways? A- absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were just like so cost efficient. And, they, like, they were yeah. really good against Death Guard too, because mm-hmm. minus three AP, only one damage, but reroll all wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good to chew through Death Guard. Yeah. yeah, as long as you don't, as long as you don't run into Mortarian Zambel. Yeah, yeah, but at that point it was, hey, we're gonna use thirty-six inch range multi melta. Yeah, your aura reroll don't mean shit. Well, so. it's because the thing is now is that we also have the ability to like place uh, our contagions onto objectives. So now, like, if my warlord that has Mortarian Zambel is on it or near it, I can put it on the objective and it just sits there. That's yeah. also true. Yeah. So we kind of dissected this list, and I think that's a good intro into going into, like, how yeah. are the different ways that... Oh, sorry, Brandon, did you want to say something? I want to do some honorable mentions of mm-hmm. unit combos that people are sort of looking at, but didn't make it into this list. Yep. So uh, one of them is Penitent Engines and <sighs> Mortifiers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, those units are actually really good. Yep. Uh, they don't need yes. buffs, and with heavy bolters, they shoot reasonably well. Yep. And both actually melee really well too, although nowadays people want to bring the, the saws instead of the flails because the saws are mm-hmm. an interesting tech choice. But regardless, they're reasonably costed for their firepower. They can actually take a single Dark Lance without dying because they have uh, five up wounds and five up Fielma Pain. Mm-hmm. So they're actually annoying to get rid of with oh, yeah. Bias Cannons and Dark Lances. Yeah. And they only give you like one point to bring it down. So yep. <laughs> it's just, I, yep. I, I, yep. brought a, I brought a big fat squad of four of them to the tournament. Yeah. If, Another honorable mention is Paragon Warsuits. Uh, I don't really? think they're hyper competitive, but I think that in the right list, an outflanking unit of Paragons or a unit of Paragons with heavy bolters and righteous repugnance and storm bolters plus a vol buff could actually be kind of silly if your opponent can't actually kill them. So they're kind of a if your opponent can't kill them, turn one, start them on the board. If your opponent can bring them in, turn two or three on a flank and they are a bully unit because if you don't have las cannons they will slaughter you because they're two up armor damage reduction one mm-hmm. so if you're shooting them with plasma guns they're just going to tank them yeah they don't care or if you're shooting them bolters they're just going to ignore it yeah remind um, me and when they come um, in you can miracle dice their charge so they can shoot and charge so yeah they're reasonable and then uh 20 strong battle sister squads honorable mention mm-hmm. because I don't think they're the most competitive unit for the same reason as the Paragons in that if you start them on the board against the wrong army, you will lose all of them. I am looking at you, Admech, <laughs> and they're pretty pretty hard to hide because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. But if you have a lot of CP in your list, 
and can afford to spend the two CP for them to rapid fire their bolt weapons at 24 inches for two CP and have transhuman while on an objective. And you're giving them vol buffs anyway, and then you're giving them the one CP, my storm bolters do mortals. That can be a really annoying unit to deal with. Yeah. Is is Vol like just like the linchpin unit as of right now when it comes Vol to sisters? Is really good. Yeah. You can make a list without her, but I think making a list without either Vol or Celestine, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Oh, is that so? <laughs> I, I just I think I I just disagree. Um, real quick though, you mentioned righteous repugnance. Um remind me what, what that does, because isn't that oh, yeah. isn't that the buff for the the hymn? It's a war hymn that you have to take a dogmata or the um Oh, what's the lady with the The, di- the Dialogus. Dialogus. No one ever takes the Dialogus because the Dogmata is the new hotness. Mm-hmm. But those are the only two characters that have access to that litany. And it's a litany of uh, bolters within half range or plus one AP. And sixes to hit with bolters automatically wound. Uh, that's actually called the Catechism of Repugnance. That's Sorry, I, I think the righteous one is the one where the, the priest gets like fight again and then gets buffed up in melee or something. Yeah, I use the wrong repugnance and I keep confusing them. <laughs> so the catechism of repugnance is what I'd put on the paragons to make their bolters ridiculous. Yes. Most of the stuff that you guys talk about with sisters sounds like Mad Libs. Like yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I did well in that tournament because yeah. no one knew no, what the no, hell I was yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this list. Um, so with this list, is is this like what what type of play styles are we looking at when it comes to sisters? Like when we're t- when we're talking to people that uh, are just starting out on sisters, you know, during like COVID, and you know they just started playing sisters or anything like that. What 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 can they expect to play as when when they're playing sisters? Like what are the different play I, styles? I think this is a great question for Bricky. Yeah. Um, well, so that that was an interesting uh, uh, concept because originally back in the old eighth edition, Bloody Rose was the thing. It was Bloody yeah. Rose everything. Yeah. And nowadays, it seems like the internal codex, like balance, is so much better realized mm-hmm. that the options are there. For instance, this list right here has a pretty devastating alpha strike. Yeah, right. The the rhinos, the flamers, all that kind of stuff. Though I'm noticing that nowadays, sisters naturally, as Brandon mentioned, their tankiness is not huge. Mm-hmm. So you do need to do a little bit of hiding for most of your major units. But it feels more like, unlike in Eighth Edition back when it was just get all your Repentia up there, kill everything, use all your multi-meltas. It feels more like a like a battering ram where you send in you send in this just constant waves to wear down your opponent. Mm-hmm. The rhinos with dominions come in there. Tons of damage. You really weaken them. Your opponent attempts to recover. Now your Seraphim or Zephyrim and Celestine are coming from the sky in deep strike, and then they're attacking. Your Repentia have made it close enough to hit. Mm-hmm. They try to recover from that as well. And then some of your big hitters, like your Morvan Vol, who's finally got up to melee range, all that stuff is really starting to constantly, it's just battering you turn after turn after turn. And it's can you either, one, have the stuff to deal with that or the tankiness too? Or two, can you attempt to batter them back, meet them head on? Well, I feel like that not a lot of armies have enough to tank, like, you know, the amount of mortal wounds that these guys are putting out as well as the flamers that they're putting out. And then to spice it up, even like, you know, you got your characters and then also your, your multi-meltas. It feels like it, like, I guess not talking about this list, it feels like that Sisters for the Ninth Edition Codex literally has everything that they need in order to survive in a Ninth Edition world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, obviously, as he mentioned, 
Drew Curry and Admech, especially Admech, and, and definitely if you have bad terrain, mm-hmm. that's kind of the sister's main weakness is they are T3 one wound. Yeah. And right. so all like, do you have the ability to survive the mortal wounds and the battering of damage? Maybe not, but you can absolutely punch me back because mm-hmm. I'm not very tanky. Yeah. yeah. So if you can get me first or if you can get enough of me before I can get you, mm-hmm. though it feels a lot less bad because, you know, when you look at Jokari, you have the same idea where it's get me first, get the yeah. raiders, break the transports. Mm-hmm. But it's so darn difficult yep. to do it. Whereas this one, I don't have nine raiders hiding behind one L. Yeah. You know, I have, I'm able to, I have to spread out to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, it feels more interactive. You're not going to be able to hide everything more than right. likely. So you, you, you're going to set up on the board with the intention of I might lose this, right? I mean, obviously, I'll hide as much as I possibly can. Right. Uh, but when I went, like, when I uh, had my list, uh, I took the twenty sisters, mm-hmm. and for most of the time, sometimes they got shot, sometimes they didn't. On the final game I played, I faced double Volkite Contemptor mm-hmm. and double Redemptor Dread, and I got second turn, couldn't hide them all. The entire squad died turn one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's a risk I had to take because I brought 20, 20 woman squad sisters. Yeah. Yeah. But y'all have a I mean, your like, hospitaller can also raise the dead, right? Only I mean if the only if the squad's still alive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, only yeah, D three yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 Only only D three revived models, we say in quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only D three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. John P, what uh I mean you mainly do space wolves. Obviously you're playing a lot of playing a lot of Admech now, but um with space wolves, how do you think you deal with something? I mean, maybe not specifically this list, but we fought a few times with sisters and stuff. How do you think you deal with some of the new stuff coming in? Uh, yeah, it is, it's pretty brutal. There's a lot of, like, very, there's a lot of shots, um, against, I guess, against a list that I would bring for Space Wolves. I'm currently running something like a Chapter Master, two Dreadnoughts, um, I guess if I get turn one, maybe against, like, I would have a similar turn one against, like, you did, uh, in your tournament, where maybe uh, I could focus fire my Dreadnoughts and kill off a unit, um, mm-hmm. but... I think if you don't bring a list that doesn't play the objective super well, you just get wiped off the board. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. That's a good summary. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and yet it is still not as strong as that Mecha Jukari. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I don't think it's as strong, but I think that it has enough to play with them. Yeah. Uh, I agreed. I think you have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not like, uh, it's not completely outclassed. Exactly. Exactly. It feels, it feels balanced enough to where, it feels balanced enough to, in the sense that if you were to go up against Jakar, like you guys said, like, you know, you, you guys have a chance to fight them, but it also doesn't feel like they're locked into one specific play style, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. And that would be my summary is when you look at the game mechanics where you see things like Holy Trinity mm-hmm. or the Purge the Enemy with the Holy Trinity or Miracle Dice Generation, all of them reward you for having different units working together with different roles. So sisters are close ranged pretty much across the board, um, unless you're counting the castigator, which I'm very sad is yeah not viable, unfortunately, in my estimation. Um, no, you're right. It's, pre- it's pretty bad. You're, you still have a good combination of melee and shooting threats. And you're kind of this hybrid army where you say, what is my opponent bringing? Okay, I'm going to try and outshoot this opponent because they're bringing Death Shroud, Terminators, and Zombies. I can't out melee them. Yeah, I'll have to outshoot them. Or then you play a Tau gun line, 
and you're like, well, I definitely can't outshoot the Tau, but I can't outpunch them, so I'm going to play a melee game now. Mm-hmm. So that would be my my summary for Sisters, is you're trying to build a list that's a hybrid because yeah. it, you're rewarded for doing so, and then you're trying to modify your play style so that you win the objective game somehow, even though your opponent is generally going to be better at you or, at shooting or melee. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a... Um multi-threat list right it's multi you guys have lots of threats that you guys can push into the board because you guys have very very low costing units even though that you know oh they're they they're t3 or whatever does it really matter when you have that many threats and that many bodies on the board you know what i mean like yeah yeah. i have a strength in numbers yeah Yeah. Yeah. plus most of them have a three up save am i right uh, correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, obviously, Repentia made yeah. a paper, but, yeah. but yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, it's not that's like kind of get... the thing, though, is if your Tauan can overwatch the sisters, they're going to fold. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's true. I remember, and I don't even think the addition change really changed this, but uh, I fought uh, I fought Demeki once with Tau, and I charged a Riptide with a full squad of Repentia, and he killed the whole squad. Oh, and, and there was, I don't think anything's changed where that isn't the case anymore. That would still happen. Mm. Now, what secondaries, you know, every ninth edition codex has come out with secondaries. Are the sisters secondaries any good at all? I think the sisters secondaries pretty are pretty balanced in my yeah. estimation. They don't okay. feel like there's no oaths of moment in there where it's just an auto take, but, ev- but everything can either is either decent into a matchup or can be teched into via list building. I'd say, would, would you agree? I would. And they're the way I would design secondaries. Like, I don't know. The way Drakari and Admech are right now, they're seemingly out of control at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. The Sisters Codex feels like what a ninth edition codex should be, mm-hmm. where the Sisters specific secondaries, you could just totally skip them and play the book ones and be totally fine. But if you're going to play the Sisters ones correctly, you really need to tweak your list yeah. before you bring them to the table. Because if you get to the table and then wonder, oh, yeah, what are my secondaries? You're not going to be able to score them efficiently. And I feel like that's how they should be designed for the codex-specific ones, is they're rewarding you for a play style that matches what the army is supposed to do without being oppressive. Yeah, it's not like just running herd, what, what is it, herd the prey or whatever for Jakari. Just, or the prey. Just, yeah, because you can. Like, Take them alive. Yeah. Oh, it's a moment. Yeah. I, I find that the, the two of them, the Miracle S Generation and the... Purge the enemy one, uh, Bolter's Melt is that one. Those are two ones you can do excellently by teching your list into. And the other two secondaries are really good depending on map. Mm-hmm. One of them is how many objectives are out of your deployment zone, and the other one is how many objectives are on the board in general. Yeah, yeah, but they're not easy because Sacred Ground's the one outside of your deployment zone. You have to perform an action on an objective outside of your zone and still survive until your command phase. Yes, that one that one's tough, but you do gain a pretty whopping four points for it. Which is which is quite yeah. nice. It, there's like I a feel couple like that's ones. one where yeah. you hope to go second because if you do all the actions on the last turn, they auto complete and then you score. High risk, high yeah. reward. Uh, oh, that's that's one of those ones where I feel like it'd be good on those maps where the objectives are outside of the deployment zone, but kind of close to you. Like you know the vertical, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. vertical like vital intelligence or overrun. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. big agree. Mm. Um, now, I, I think that John P, you had a question or, or like before we did the podcast um, that you wanted to ask about sisters. Oh, I, I was wondering about custom orders. You guys think they're, they're going to be any good? Mm, Skippable. No. Yeah, not really. There's okay. like one trait in there that's good, but <laughs> ironically, the stratagems for every other thing and the and the warlord traits and relics, they're so good. 
They're really it's, good. It's hard to miss out on Ebon Chalice. I do a three mortals for a CP. It, it's, or bl- yeah. Bloody Rose. Yeah. I murder everything in melee. Or or my Sacred Rose one, which was surprisingly decent. I want. I want or to Valorous about... Heart. I have a Canoness who is unkillable. Oh, yeah, that's a great. That's a great build. I really. Like... What, you, what were you saying? I was going to say uh, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the Sacred Rose thing that we mentioned earlier in uh-huh. terms of teching into different stuff because. Uh, that was a build that I, that I took to the tournament, and I did not think it would do as well as it did. Mm-hmm. I know. I would, uh, but what, what does it give you? Sacred Rose? Yeah. Uh, every time you spend a Miracle Dice on a, uh, you have a, well, on a four up, 50% chance that you just regen a new one. Oh, a new Miracle Dice? Mm-hmm. And then you just go for it, it again? It doubles the number of Miracle Dice you get. Yeah. Yeah. And also, also you ignore Combat Attrition. So only one model can flee from around. Oh, okay. So you would roll for your miracle dice, and then on if it's a four up, then you get so you would to roll it again. So you would spend a miracle dice, uh-huh. and then after you finish spending it, roll a four up. If you get one, you then roll oh, for then you just get a new one. A free miracle. Oh, dice. okay. All right. Um, so it's a free miracle dice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So actually, I don't know if you had any other questions you want to go through before yeah. I uh, or should I just talk about my? my yeah, thing? I have a, I have a couple more here. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, actually, you can go for it. Yeah. You sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this because it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so naturally, the sisters' orders are way better balanced now. It's not Bloody Rose, Valorous Heart, and no one cares. Mm-hmm. Now it's Bloody Rose, Argent Shroud, <laughs> uh, Bloody Chalice. Rose, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Still the Bloody Rose is still order good. that people aren't looking at is Martyr Lady, which might change with this new uh, book. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully. But regardless, uh, Sacred Rose was, it, personally, you might think uh, Marred Lady. I thought it was Sacred Rose was probably the worst. Then I changed my mind. It might be better than Marred Lady, but now there's a book, so we'll see. Um, but the Sacred Rose ability, like I mentioned before, is the regenning of Miracle Dice. Mm-hmm. The secondary objective that you can take for, I believe it's No Mercy, No Respite, is if you spend two Miracle Dice, you do two Acts of Faith in your turn, you get a point. Mm-hmm. If you do three, you get two points. Mm-hmm. However, if you do it during your enemy's turn, you spend two Miracle Dice, you get two points. And if you do three, you get three points. Now, okay. this now this maxes to and it's 12. per turn, not yes. battle round. Yeah. Per, per turn. And this maxes to 12, so you can't full max it out. Mm-hmm. But naturally, with the lower amount of Miracle Dice you gain, it's a little harder to earn, which unless is why... Unless you're Sacred Rose. You're sacred rose. Yeah. Um, so what I brought was actually a Canoness. Uh, with the Sacred Roses Relic, which is the Light of Agathina, which is a brazier of holy fire that is, has an unlimited use and a beacon of faith. So a brazier of holy fire is a 12-inch range assault weapon, D6 shots, mm-hmm. and every four up you roll is an automatic mortal wound and the attack sequence ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a flamer that auto-mortals on four ups. Okay. And so I also took a new warlord trait called Beacon of Faith, which originally just gave you a Miracle Dice extra every battle round. Now it's only for the unit that has it, but they can use it in addition in the phase. Mm. So I roll a four up on a Miracle Dice or anything of that nature for that Cannon S, and then I walk up, fire my Unlimited Flame Mortal thing, can use that four up if I wanted to for the mortals, Mm. and then even though that dice was only for that model, it's still a Sacred Rose model. So I still get my four uh, my on a four up. I gain a new miracle dice. Yeah, and then you, I took Catherine, Saint Catherine, or the Triumph of, mm-hmm. who gives you a new miracle dice every single battle round. And if she uses the miracle dice, you can't roll for it, but I can still use it on somebody else. And the Triumph of Saint Catherine has a new ability where you can turn. Let's say in six inches, I'm using a multi melta unit next to the Catherine. I can use a miracle dice and auto make it into a six. 
Mm-hmm. And since they're the ones using it, not Catherine, I still get my four up reroll for an extra dice. And that auto turning it into a six, I actually found extremely helpful because I was doing it on my multi-melter retributors. And Sacred Rose has a stratagem for one CP to do exploding sixes in shooting with anything mm-hmm. that includes multi-melters. So I was using the six and the multi-melters to hit getting the hit, getting an additional hit, or if I needed it, I was rolling all my storm bolter shots for blessed bolts. And then if I didn't get enough sixes, bada bing, free six from Catherine. Auto, auto, two mortal wounds on that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spend and a miracle so, die, do two mortals. And so nice. it was yeah. just this constant but it's, stream it's of snowballing Because you start out with a handful of dice, and as the game goes on, you just start generating more and more and more and more. It's pretty much the the Jack Harpster list was, I can't believe how many mortal wounds there are. And this list is everything is miraculous. Yep. And, and it was, also you get 12 free secondary points every game. That yeah. was, that was the I main think, thing. I think, I think that's the breaking point right there yep. is that it's a, it's 12 points that you can get where your opponent can't interact at all. Yeah. And it's yeah. no mercy, no respite, which is a generally not, not taken. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so almost the, every game it was 12 free points there, uh-huh. 12 free points from scramblers. Uh-huh. And then, something else engage whatever yeah. i needed so you would get like so you couldn't possibly get like a hundred but you would get uh what is it yeah. 90 96 uh, 96 isn't that really cool yeah. game design though because those sisters are straight up worse like mm-hmm. they don't have the cool abilities that bloody rose or argent shroud or Evan chalice have but they just score points really well. So they don't remove yeah. your enemy's models really well. They don't control the board really well compared to the other orders, but they just score points. And, yeah. and my list was not particularly wonderful. I brought an exorcist because I wanted to, because it was, I like my paint job. Yeah. And I brought Celestian squads because I didn't have Sacrosins. Oh like, no. If I, if I dumped the exorcist, brought some Sacrosins, I had a big uh, brick of four penitent engines, which legitimately won me two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with, penitents are, are really good if you really have the good. models take them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, and they also can gain the maxed out flamers. It was very, like, it was surprised. I, I was incredibly surprised to take what is argued as one of the worst sister orders and legitimately do as well as I did. It was they're not bad. very exciting. You can totally yeah. bring sacred, sacred yeah. rows now. They're good. It yeah. was, it, well, I mean, it's not as good as the rest, I'd say. In terms of like, but it's more tactical. It's it, tactical. It yeah, yeah. In a it, game of points, yeah, gives yeah. You if, points. if you can get points without like interacting with anybody, then like what? Yeah. That's that's just free secondary points, and all yeah, you have to worry you're about is putting just pressure on your easy. opponent because they have to be more yeah. aggressive to keep up. Yeah, that's literally how Tyranids play. Like it's yeah. just, it's yeah. just see, I can't, I'm not gonna win, or like I'm not, I'm not going to probably kill as much stuff as you're gonna kill for me, but I'm still gonna get points. It's like. It doesn't matter. Also, they can't deny, like, what are they going to do? Stop my miracle dice regeneration? How are you yeah. going to do that? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, you can't <laughs> stop me. You won't stop me. Yeah, yeah. So how do you... So uh, for somebody that's going up against sisters with either a ninth edition codex or an 8th edition codex, anybody that's going up against sisters, how, how do you... What, 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 what's the way that you can destroy, like, a sister's army if you're playing against them? Like if uh, if you're going up against them, like what's what's the best way to win against them? So Bricky, you've played games. When were uh, how'd your games go? Where you lost? Um, a pretty great. I lost to a gentleman with two lords of skulls and a brass scorpion by two points. Mm-hmm. Um, that was high. I have an exorcist and only one squad of multi melter retributors. Uh, so that was how that went. Um, the other yeah. game I lost was against custodians. 
And that was a lack. That was also for like a lack of killing killing power um, against tankier units. I personally so oh, oh, go ahead. That's one way to win would be remove the bits of the sisters list that counters your army. So if you're playing all big stompy robots mm -hmm. and you kill all the retributor squads, which are only this equivalent in toughness of 10 guardsmen. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's how you can think of them. So if you can get rid of them early, it's like, Oh, the rest of the army is T3 models with strength six flamers. I'm just going to mm -hmm. stroll over this army now. Mm -hmm. So that's one way. Okay. Um, Any then, other ways, Bricky, that you lost? Well, the, um, well, I, I went four and two, so those are my two main losses. Okay. Um, however, I would say that in in a both good and difficult balancing idea, if the opponent plays sisters very well and hides what they need to and is very choice with their movement, I find mm -hmm. it quite difficult. Um, I would say that utilizing your movement, if you are a faster army, and also, and this is, I think, an issue that a lot of newer players have, is I got turn one. Everything goes and moves as far as it can forward as I want it to. Mm -hmm. Like if you get turn one and your oh, opponent man. has a do whole lot of sisters, a yeah. whole lot of repentance, a whole lot of sacrosins chilling there. If you want to move a little bit, okay, but do not get that close. Yeah, because sisters are a close stuff. ranged army, man. Keep yeah, them like at arms length. Mid, it's like mid range, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. keep it's them at arms. Keep them at arms length mm -hmm. until you are ready to deal with them. Like what, what's the range on the flamers on the heavy flamers? 12. 12. 12. Yeah, so as long as you the, the longest range weapon we have that isn't on a tank is a thirty six yeah. inch bol uh, heavy bolter, and that's the only one. Mm -hmm. Everything and, else is oh, twenty four inches. Yeah. What's your I, fastest I, moving unit? Uh, would, you say, would you say uh, either Zephyrim or Zephyrim? Zephyrim. Yeah, yeah, Zephyrim. 12. Okay. 12. And Sisters lost advance and charge. Failed mm -hmm. to mention that. Right. So their maximum threat range now is uh, 25 inches because you can take the Sacred Rite of plus one to advance and charge. But mm -hmm. then again, uh, they can't... Yeah, that would be with Repentia advancing seven inches and then yeah. charging 12 because you can't declare a charge more than 12 inches away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then unless you roll box cards for medical dice, that's probably not going to happen. No, but... Um, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. kidding. That's just it. You you have units that are faster than sisters now, and yeah. the way sisters get long charges is with miracle dice, and if they don't roll the right miracle dice, they can't do it, not reliably. Right. Yeah. I mean, Repentia still have the 3d6 charge. 3d6 right. drop the lowest. Drop the lo oh, yeah, 3d6 drop lowest, yeah. Uh, and that's only if you take the superior. Yeah. Uh, oh, another thing I would say... Be very good with your screening because uh, you're going to get people deep striking flamers in your back. And, and if you don't put your character there properly, high point three mortal wounds, mm -hmm. you've got that. Make mm. sure you screen your characters because if you see Repentia coming, don't let them get to your big important stuff. Yeah, especially since you can't Miracle Dice to charge anymore. The deep strikes from like Sisters isn't as scary for the charge, right? You can Miracle Dice the charge still. Oh, you can? What, yeah. what, what's... Can yeah. you miracle dice for a twelve or like for yeah. a nine? You can still do it. They can't advance Man. in charge. Man. You can't. They can't advance in charge. And since you you've lost a lot of miracle dice generation, you have a lot it's less. Harder. So it's harder. So you have to keep track yes. of your opponent's miracle dice. Yeah. With the exception mm -hmm. of the sacred rose build, I found myself surprisingly starved for mm -hmm. miracle dice, where I couldn't just be like nine inch charge, nine inch charge. Even with sacred rose. No, I said with the exception of Sacred oh, with Rose. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. No, that was with easy. Sacred Rose, you're just waterfalls of Miracle Dice. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Which that's... is fun because that's actually the 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 lore of Sacred Rose. They have the most it miracles. It matches. It's mm -hmm. wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very the Sacred I'm very Rose pleased. lore is the least strategic sisters of all. They don't even plan. They just show up and have faith that they're going to win regardless. It's like yep. orcs if they were sisters. <laughs> yeah, so well, did, much. did they make any changes to the Miracle Dice? Is it still like where you can pop two and turn one into a six? 
That's only um, with the Ebon Chalice order. Yes, yeah, only, only Ebon Chalice, Chalice does okay. that. Uh, they made a few changes. The main one is that denying the witch does not give you a miracle ice anymore. Right. Now that you oh. can auto deny on an unmodified six. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't auto deny on miracle dice anymore, and um, that was a big one. Yes. You, you now they made it so that it. a six to deny always succeeds. Yeah. But you can't use miracle dice to do it. Dude, yeah. No, no more miracle dice to deny anymore. Every, this is why I would dude. probably still take the inexorable. Guys, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. The more the more that you guys talk about mortal wounds, the more the black templars are looking more and more tasty. (laughs) I'm just saying, man. (laughs) I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Death Star 40k, bring on the mortal wounds. Yeah. 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 Watch here, Grey Knights and K Sons are going to come in. Black templars are going to be like S tier. (laughs) Just watch. Just watch. Um, Also, the uh, uh, the other thing is that back in the day, you would get a miracle dice if you rolled a one for a morale test. That's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of felt like crud. It, it could, was it, fun it, when you did it. Yeah, but. yeah. But like for the person that's going up against it, it's yeah. like, oh, come on. Not only do you auto pass morale, but now you also get a miracle dice. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, I need so, a one. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Let me, let me just trade my one for something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, John P., do you have any other questions that you want to ask? I have one more question, but. Yeah. Uh, that question. Oh, okay. Demeki, do you have anything? That question. Okay, sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked a lot. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, Everything yeah, yeah. I wanted answered was answered. <laughs> yeah, same. So, when you're talking to new players, what are the tips that you want to give to new sisters players? New sisters players or new players fighting sisters? Just new sisters players, people that picked up sisters and want to try them out. Like, what are some tips that you can give them? Brandon, don't treat them like a Death Star. Um, even if you look at a profile like Paragons and it's like, wow, they're so tough. They have damage reduction to up armor. Sisters are not there to take damage. Mm-hmm. Try and rely on movement and terrain and reserves to keep your units alive instead of brute force, unless you're building an entire army of Valor's Heart, in which yeah. case you can try. It's just not going to be, I think, the top tier army, number mm-hmm. one. Um, number two, focus on learning the rules that have to activate in the command phase and trying to practice making sure that when you end your turn, you're already thinking about what your next turn is going to look like so that you get the most bang for your buck with the Dogmata and Morvan Vol. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the Canoness um, abilities actually are the exception. I don't think we got into those, but if you are bringing a Canoness and you're giving them the extra pointed abilities, they don't even need to be on the table to activate, which is kind of cool. That's the one exception. Yeah. What about you, Bricky? Any tips? I, I actually didn't know you. I didn't know you did, did need to be on the table to activate. That's interesting. Um, tips, yes. Uh, definitely learn the movement game, which I believe was what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're playing sisters, very often it's either once once you show your face, once you arrive, it's a good chance that if you don't kill what you want to kill, it's going to hurt you back really bad. So once if you're going to make your your effort, as you if you're going to show your face, make sure when you do it, you do it properly. Um, we're not as sneaky as Grey Knights that just put everything behind a wall or, or a Jukari list or anything. And your things are going to have to be out there in the open. But in that case, force your opponent to pick. Well, mm. the great thing about Sisters is that you have everything is a terrifying threat. It's all threat prioritization. And yeah. so if, you're, if you have to show something, show something that's going to be hard to kill, like mm-hmm. some Valorous Heart Sacrosants, or force your opponent to pick like, okay, that squad, I only have this thing to shoot and there's a squad of repentia coming at my face and a squad of retributors with multi-meltas. Yeah. 
force force them to pick one. Don't make it easy and be like, here's a squad of five battle sisters that don't do anything and a squad of Repentia. Like, oh, that's an easy choice. Man, dude, it must be nice to have multiple threats that you can put into your army you'll, for a cheap You'll price. get one soon. Jeez, man, come <laughs> on. Once yeah. nids come out, I'll be horrified. What, what's, what's the, what about some matchups? Like, what, is, what are the matchups that sisters are good against, and then what are some matchups that they're bad against? I love fighting Marines. I find them like like candy. You just trade yeah. up so easily because yeah, sisters yeah. are glass mm-hmm. cannons and they will slice Marines in half. This, but this Dominion Marines squad. will definitely kill sisters. It's just the chip sisters are cheaper. Yeah. Sisters yeah. are cheaper and it's just, yeah, the Dominion squad with the storm bolters. Yeah. Two damage. Yeah. yeah. This, that thing terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got transhuman. Yeah, I've got six mortal wounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely Marines. I struggled. Well, I fought custodians, and I actually don't think they're that difficult. I think the player was just pretty good. Mm. Um, I actually end up, I, I find myself having a bit of a difficulty against either really, t- I find myself fighting, having trouble with anything that I haven't teched to fight. Because while you can make a really balanced well, list. I mean, like, that makes sense, because you no, didn't I, tech I know. against. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, but it's like, I find, I find that all the things that I'm really good at dealing with are mainly elites mm-hmm. and, and, and like not quite hordes, but the in between, like Necrons and Admech. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I found myself having trouble sometimes uh, when I fought. I fought a guy who played guard. Yeah, and I all the ignore LOS and the sheer volume of las guns just eat through Repentia, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. complete cake. And so I find a, l- a little bit of difficulty with some hordes. Mm-hmm. I think they're really good at, at fighting elites and the middle tier. And if you bring a lot of Meltas, then you're fine against knights. Yeah, but I find I find some hordes to be a little bit problematic. Well, here's the thing, Bricky. How do you feel sisters do into guard? Because I think guard are actually very well statted to deal with sisters. I, I felt the same way. Las guns being strength three, much cheaper, mm-hmm. um, and of the large amounts of ignore LOS. Obviously, I think sisters are significantly better as an army than guard. In, uh, yes, but, they but in the, the matchup, I think I, guard and sisters is one of guard's better matchups. I yeah. think guard are pretty good against sisters. I, I don't think that they're favored, um, well, look at it this but, way, like Morven Vol halves damage, right? Right. But a unit of 10 Scions with first rank fire, second rank fire, and AP3 re-rolling to wound because she's a monster or a vehicle is, she's dead. Yeah, she's, well, th- there's there's the point we made earlier. Screen your characters. Yeah. Sacrosins, don't let you guards, get shot. Guard with Scions especially. Oh, I know. Uh, oof, I, sisters I are in like, trouble, man. Yeah. I like my scions quite a bit. Well, si- scions in general, just like that turn one alpha strike, is pretty brutal for like most armies to deal mm-hmm. with because that's just a lot of firepower that you're bringing onto the table. And like mm-hmm. turn one, yeah. No one, no one but me brings scion Valkyries, man. I'm telling you, everyone brings deep strike scions. No one brings the Valkyrie ones. It's just me, <laughs> and it's good. I swear <laughs> to God, <laughs> it's it's pretty neat. It's fun. Yeah. It's irritating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that too. All right. I think that that is it for today. We've talked plenty about the Sisters Codex. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think that we learned a lot when it came to Sisters. Uh, a let's, plus. Yes, A plus. A plus uh, S minus army. <laughs> yeah, I hope what, this what would you rank it? What would you rank it, Brandon, right now, um, the Codex? I would rank it exactly where a ninth edition Codex should be. A plus S minus? I would call it an A minus. A minus. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Okay. It's being a little bit modest, you know, a little bit of some modesty. A minus in that there are definitely a few units that miss the mark. Mm. That is that's very true. I yeah. think that there's a couple of units that are probably going to get tweaked, like all of the characters. But um, 
overall, they're at the power level a ninth edition codex should be. Yeah, it seems like a good codex. It, it yeah. feels like you have, you guys have a lot of tools and that there's actual things that GW can tweak where it's not going to break the codex and it's not going to make things seem harder. But, agreed. Know? My God, coming yeah. from guard and my love of tanks, I just look around and I'm like, there's no reason to take anything except a rhino. Immolators and castigators. <laughs> oh, I want to bring them. Yeah. They're so, especially yeah. immolators. They're, they're so poor. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's do some plugs. Uh, Bricky, where can everybody find you at? Uh, you can find me at Bricky. Literally everywhere. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. It's literally just all Bricky. Mm-hmm. But, and then also Adeptus Ridiculous. Oh, yes. You can find us at Adeptus Ridiculous, where we do a lore podcast for newcomers of 40K. Yes. explaining all the silliness. We do have sister episodes if you'd like to watch them. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon, where can they find your lovely face at? Um, I've been trying a new podcast with, um, trying to remember the name here. Come back to me. All right. John P., where can they find you at? <laughs> um, they can find me on Dice Check. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and um, Jonathan P. on Twitter. Yep, and you guys can find me at 29343 via Espada, Marietta, California. No, it's just an address. It's, it's, it's address. Oh, okay. yeah, it's just an address. <laughs> what about you, Demeki? Where can they find you at? Uh, Ocean Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Red Light District. Yeah. 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 I've only done one episode so far, Yeah, um, but Focused Fire is the podcast that I've been trying out recently. Okay, very cool. What do you guys talk about? 40K. Uh, tactica, lore, anything. It's yeah. mostly tactics. Gotcha. Tactica. Okay. All right. With a focus on tournaments. Okay. Where can, oh. Okay. Okay. Where can where can they get that at? Um, I would just search for Focus Fire 40K podcast. Okay. Well, YouTube, Spotify. Um, it's on their website, so I'm going to type it in here and look it up for you guys. Go to go to Google and type in Focus Fire, Fire. 40K yes. podcast. Yeah, you Perfect. guys should be able it's to find it. TFG Radio. You cool. got it. All right. Cool. Cool. So that is it for today. Thank you guys for joining us for Chapter Tactics, uh, episode number 211. Um, You guys can catch us every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, We are the Dice Check crew, which you guys can check out at youtube.com forward slash dice check. You guys can also check out uh, Battle Reports streamed live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash dice check as well. And yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Chapter Tactics. And bye, everybody. Okay, love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. See ya. Come somebody, dog, y'all. <laughs>